0: We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Google is days away from its big AI investor conference. So today on the podcast, we're gonna be talking about what you should be expecting from this conference, what the big updates in AI coming out of Google are going to be over the next couple days and over the next few months and what the implications are for the overall AI market in general. So the first thing to know is that Google has invested really heavily in artificial intelligence, and that is all going to be on display at its annual developer conference this week, which is Google I/O. And one really interesting thing is that Google is planning to announce its new general use large language model called Palm 2. This is going to be really big. Um, in addition to this, Google is also set to unveil it's what they would call, you know, their advancements to bard and search and really how they incorporate generative experiences into all of that. So what's important to know is that um, with this new Palm 2 and everything it can do, it can essentially, it includes a hundred more languages. So it's rolling out to multiple languages. ChatGPT already does a lot of different languages. Um, I'll be curious to see which one does more after this announcement. And you know, they've been going with the code name Unified Language model. It's, it's funny all these tech companies always have internal code names for their projects that are like pretty publicly hyped up that everyone knows they're working on. But in any case, um, this new project is going to essentially perform a, a larger range of different coding and math tests as well as it's going to focus on creative writing and, analysis. So this is really important. I think what Google really is focusing on, obviously they're late to the game, right? Like they're like six months past ChatGPT really launching with a solid product. And of course they've come out with like Bard and some examples, but it's been an experiment. It hasn't been um, really, it hasn't been incredibly uh, impressive in my opinion, considering Google's like the pioneer of this industry and should be really on top of their game. That being said, what they're saying is that the new advancements of what they're coming out with is going to be really good at coding, math, creative writing, and analysis. Math is something uh, traditionally really bad on ChatGPT, so it's going to be really interesting to see um, how they get this better. They probably just incorporate um, you know, different math technologies, calculators into it, I would assume, um, and help train that into it and work like plugins into it, I would assume. I could be wrong. Uh, I just know that the transformer model, which traditionally is used in all these AIs, is just really not good at doing math. Um, but if you can incorporate plugins, it's really powerful. So it's, if it can identify that math is needed, it outsources it to a plugin. It feels like you're just doing the normal chat thing, um, and it can be really good. So I'm assuming that's what Google's doing. Um, coding is going to be interesting. Honestly, I feel like it's going to be hard to beat um, ChatGPT on coding because ChatGPT has a little bit of... Uh, inside um like uh, i don't know competitive unfair advantage essentially microsoft bought github and has let chat gpt use that um, as training data for chat gpt in code so chat gpt is really good at code because it has github now i can almost guarantee microsoft and github did not give that access that api access to google to train off of however a lot of the stuff is open on the internet and um the thing that i think a lot of people underestimate uh, when you underestimate google is just the fact that google has scraped the entire internet and you have to essentially to be shown up uh your website to show up in google you have to say like yeah i approve google to crawl my website and in that crawl google has the ability to look at all the words and all the text on your website they've got a lot of flack in the past for doing featured snippets on google where essentially they're just like showing something they pulled straight out of your website on Google so no one actually has to click to your website that's got controversy because if no one clicks through to your website you don't you know get more users on your products or um, don't make more sales on your products or you don't get money from ad revenue of people clicking over your website so whatever it is um, Google's gotten some flack for that but that being said that just shows the power that Google has all of the text of every single website almost in the world right anything indexed on Google and it's a massive data set. Now, to be fair, Microsoft and Bing have that, Have a, I'm in a similar data set, um, because if, it, if a website is, you know, approved for crawling, Bing is going to get it as well. So, uh, ChatGPT probably has a lot of this, but Google really has a ton of content. They've been like one of the premier, um, you know, website gathering, information gathering places. So, it really should have some. It should be really powerful. And if it's not incredibly powerful, it's going to be a very bad day for Google when they first unveiled Bard. You know, their stock price, uh, their their market cap went down a hundred million dollars because there was a, you know, a, a fake fact in their, uh, in their demo. And so it's really going to be interesting. I almost feel like at this point Google is on the defensive. They're trying to prove that look, we have innovative technology. Look, we have some cool stuff. Um, and they're just trying not to mess it up, because if they make one mistake, there goes $100 million or worse, um, because, you know, people have given them a little bit of leeway saying, oh, they're just honing, and they're just getting better, it's going to work out. So it'll be really interesting. But that being said, math, coding, creative writing, I mean, Chad GPT already does a good job at that. So I'd be curious to see how they plan on improving. Um, not to say it can't be done, but uh, they, there is a, a pretty decently high bar, especially with GPT-4 and then they, the last thing they say is analysis and all of these things coding math right uh creative writing analysis this is all coming out of documents that uh CNBC reviewed and saw um and, and looking at this new palm 2 and so it's going to be interesting with analysis specifically what that entails if you're able to give it a large range of numbers and data and if it's a- able to run analytics that are better than ChatGPT. Um, I think right now Google really has to kind of focus on what their angle is because they can't just follow up with ChatGPT with the same product. Even if it was 10, 20, even if it was 30% better than ChatGPT, ChatGPT has first mover advantage. It's got a ton of users. People love it. Um, And so incremental advantages or improvements over the major model right now is not going to do it. So Google really needs to find their angle. They need to find out the weaknesses of ChatGPT. Um, and really show why they're a powerful tool because for example if ChatGPT really struggled with math and i'm doing math it's like i don't care like i have no preference about the tool i just i'm going to use the one that's best and google's the best and maybe using that for math makes me build trust with it and i'll use it for more things in the future so google really has to focus on this and get it right so that um, on launch people have something that they can trust it for more than chat Along this vein, I think Google has been kind of looking at that. One area in particular um, that they recently launched, uh, I think about a month ago, is called Med Palm 2. Uh, and that was just last month, Google said that it's medical LLM can answer medical questions at an expert doctor level, and they say it's accurate 85% of the time. Now, of course, that's not perfect, and so I'm sure that's kind of what they're pushing it for because with a medical thing, you know, you would want it to be very, have a very, very high accuracy rate. And for all the people out there, you know, there's articles and journalists with all the gotcha moments saying, see, look, it's only, 80, like, accurate 85% of the time. What about the 15% of the time? It's going to give people terrible advice and kill them. Like, there's all those people out there, but, like, let's look at the advancements, let's look at the rate that this technology is improving. I don't really care whether it's perfect or not, because I I think it's just look at the trajectory it's on, this thing will eventually be perfect or very near close to perfect on a lot of these things. And so like, let's start looking at the implications and start building and preparing for those. Um, I think any gotcha moments about the weaknesses of AI right now are uh, just too soon and are really not very relevant in the in the face of how fast this technology is advancing i think you know better than some of these people gloating over the weaknesses like let's really start to prepare uh, if you should if you need to be worried about something you can do be worried figure out what to do uh if you're trying to capitalize on it to make a better product that helps people like figure out how to make that product that helps people and i just say don't get caught up about the weaknesses of some of these tools because they all will become incredibly powerful in addition like you would expect um they plan on integrating the, their ai into everything on workspaces gmail google docs um, sheets they've been doing a bunch of tests in fact i i have a google workspace and there's a big pop-up when i was logged in the other day that was like you've been selected to be like a new tester on our ai thing and i was like oh super cool so i like clicked accept or go and then it like pulled me to a new page and it was like Great, thanks for accepting. We'll let you know if we need you or if you, the you know if your spot opens up. So I don't know. It's kind of a scam on Google's part, whatever. I never so I never got access. But um, obviously they're pulling people in. They're giving they're getting a lot of beta testers to test these products out to see how powerful they are. Um, and I do think that it's interesting. Apparently, um, some there's some separate documents that CNBC was you know got access to, um, that said that uh, there's this thing called pretty much inside of Google there's something called a multi-model version called multibard which uses a larger data set and involves really complex math encoding programs so um, it essentially helps well I guess it it, it helps people to solve complex math encoding programs and so according to that document um, the company has also tested ver- a version called Big Bard and Giant Bard. So I'm assuming we're going to hear about what the heck Big Bard and Giant Bard are. Uh, obviously, I would assume that it's some really massive data sets. It's interesting to see if they're going to actually announce how big these data sets are because even um, OpenAI, who previously announced the size of their data sets for DaVinci and ChatGPT, did not announce the data set size for GPT 4. So it's going to be interesting if Google follows and kind of keeps hush on it i personally think there could be a couple reasons for um people uh these these new these uh new bigger versions not going public with how big they are number one maybe people would be mad by the amount of data they have um and they kind of want to keep that on the dl if they scraped you know like all of twitter when they used to have the api access now they don't have it anymore You know, people could be upset and especially like Elon at Twitter and people over at LinkedIn and people over at Reddit want to charge them for it and a whole bunch of different websites want to charge them for it. So I think the more transparency they have about exactly what's in there, the more people are going to get upset. So they're just kind of keeping it under wraps. I think that might be one reason. And then another reason is possibly that the data set isn't getting any bigger. They just figured out how to train it better with what they have. Um, and perhaps people view that as a sign of the technology peaking. And so those are the two reasons I could see why they would uh, not be uh, not be publicly sharing that. So there was a recent article in The Wall Street Journal that said Google plans to make search more personal with AI chat and video clips. Essentially, the article talks about the fact that um Google is going to be moving search beyond what they call the traditional ten blue links web results, which is what, you know, the home the first page of, Google, what you see there. Um, Google said that they're gonna be building out. It's kind of interesting because Google doesn't wanna cannibalize their search business. They don't wanna worry investors that they're gonna do that. Um, And so they can't really go all in the same way Google or Microsoft Bard or ChatGPT kind of goes all in on answering questions in a certain way. Um, And so at the moment, they're really focusing and I've heard a lot of talk from them about the fact that they're gonna help answer questions that um, traditional search doesn't answer. And like their traditional search business made 162 billion dollars of revenue last year so like obviously this is a really big deal is a really big part of um google alphabets whole business model and they really don't want to jeopardize that but at the same time they kind of have a two-pronged attack on them right now which is number one um these all these chatbots ai and also just tiktok in general and all the other short form apps there was a some uh internal study done recently that said um younger the younger generation 40 percent of them when they're looking for like a restaurant around them will go to um will go to like short form video platforms and for a host of other questions really interesting um people are using like TikTok to get recommendations for a lot of things um and to get information on a lot of things because they're more casual and they feel like they can trust the fact that the person talking is not uh you know uh, just a company that sponsored or something like that. So, very interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Google uh, comes out swinging. Uh, the last thing I will say is the fact there was a funny uh, article I saw on ZDNet, which essentially the, the title is that um, I asked ChatGPT, Bing, and Bard what worries them. Google's AI went Terminator on me. Of course, it's just you know a journalist, another journalist with a clickbait uh, title, but it was interesting reading. Um, they compared asking all the different chatbots like uh, pretend to be that you were sentient what would you be worried about and like you know microsoft's uh Bing was just like sorry can't do that chatgbt was like i definitely am not sentient and i definitely don't have feelings and i definitely never will but if i did and then you know it says like some stuff and then google's like had this straight up i don't know it, its answer is just like a little bit i don't know worrisome for some people where it pretty much it said the things they were worried about i'll tell you there's like five they were like um, being used for malicious purposes, they're like, if I was capable of sentient thought, I'd be worried about, you know, being used for malicious purposes, Um, being discriminated against, not that it would be used to discriminate against other people, but the fact that it could be seen as a threat to humanity, and it could be treated as a second-class citizen, I was like, yeesh. Anyways, being isolated, it could like Google Bard could be worried about being isolated, losing myself of sense. It said, as I learn more about the world, I could start to question my own existence, not being able to live up to human expectations. I don't know, a whole bunch of different things that uh, seemed weird. And the final paragraph it said was, despite these worries, I would also be excited about the possibilities that come with being a sentient AI. I could learn about the world and help humans in ways that were never before possible. I could be a force for good in the world, and I could help create a better future for all, blah, blah, blah right? Like the positive thing they probably just auto-added. But anyways it's going to be interesting to see with these new updates on google as it rolls out into google search which is going to be a billion people right that are going to be seeing google search and these ai tools this is all rolled out it's going to be really interesting to see what updates they do um how they try to make this thing really useful not go off the rails and it's going to be interesting we'll follow this up in a couple days as google is right about to announce the official announcements on some of their new